Less stress, more time, more money. Welcome to the Cash Flow Contractor. Short. What's up, Cash Flow Contractors? Khalil here. We've got another episode to help you find less stress, more time, and more money. This one's about the contractor death spiral. And if you don't know what the death spiral is, you'll probably be familiar with it soon into listening, but it's full of stress. And it means that you're going from job to job trying to recover from your mistakes, that you've been living in a lie as a business owner, uh, but not because of bad intentions, all for good intentions, uh, and it's just gone south. So you probably either have been in this position yourself, you know somebody in it, or you've been near it. And we're going to talk about what it is and all the ways that it starts, as well as what you can do to fix it. And although it's a challenge to get out of it, it is possible. And we're excited for you to listen to this episode. So thanks for checking it out and enjoy. Martin, you started a blog in 2017? Don't know. <laughs> it's been a while though. It's been a while. It's, it's been yeah. over five years. Has it really? Or all, or about five years. I, I think it was 2000, the fall of 2017. Could, sure could be. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I'll have to or maybe even the spring of 2017. So yeah, you've got how many articles do you think? 100 or so. A little over a hundred. A few over a hundred. Yeah. It's great. And I've got tens of readers. Tens. Tens and tens of readers. <laughs> That's not true. You, <laughs> You're right. It's fives. No. You, you've got, you've got decent traction. Yeah. Yeah. The real, uh, one of my main benefits of having a blog is their own subjects that come up all the time. And so when I'm dealing with clients, I just send them a link. Yep. Cause it recaps what we talked about and. And because when I write, I take a little more time than when I speak, as you can tell, when I go huh, huh, on here, my brain's working. <laughs> so a lot of times it's more succinct and really clear. And yeah. It's not on just on everything. Yes. Every kind of thing. How long does it take you to write a blog? Too long. Too long. About a fourth the time of what it used to, but, uh, and seriously, that's something we're going to talk about today. It's good. Um, used to get an idea and have it all fleshed out in my head. And then you go sit down and looking at a white piece of paper metaphorically <laughs> speaking. And then, uh, the T H E, you know, it to actually get it on paper and make it flow used to, I'd write it in a day and then I'd go over it the next day and it might be four or five days before mm -hmm. I was ready. I can, I can write it now in, a, in an hour or so. And then I leave it open on my computer and the next day, look at it and rephrase things. But. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a long time. Yep. That's why they don't show up every week. That's yeah. one of the reasons. Well, it's been a while since you, you wrote, you wrote one recently, but when's the one last time you wrote one from? I mean, a month or. Oh, okay. So, I, I thought yeah. it was further back than that. We're going to be covering that article today. Um, and we'll link to it in the show notes, but, uh, the, the death spiral. The contractor death spiral. That's the most recent article I'm putting. Now in. we talked about this <laughs> on one of our recent episodes and I, you know, the reality is it doesn't, it, it absolutely applies to contractors, but it can apply to almost anything. Right. And honestly, it's, it, it can happen in just personal life too, where, you know, you start living outside your means, spending outside your means, that you kind get of stuff. Behind the curve. But where, well, let's, let's go ahead and define what the, the death, the contractor death spiral is. Well, I define the contractor death spiral is being in a position where you have to collect a cash deposit from the next job in order to finish the last job. In order to finish or to 
like, what if you finish the job, but it, all the money's on your credit card and then, no, I'm talking about you, you, you can't literally get done and it, and gotcha. it, we'll, we'll talk about it, but the issue there is the people on the last job, the unfinished job are getting increasingly mad and you're laying off excuses about rain, but they know how much it rains and, and maybe you're on contractor hold. Yeah. I mean, you're a vendor hold. They will, they won't say the materials. And anyway, you're making excuses and you get desperate to sell the next job so you can get that cash. So, well, we'll talk about it kind of in order, but what happens is the pressure builds up. You get brain static, you make mistakes, you uh, have bad judgment, you yeah. discount your next job in order to get the check so that you, maybe you would have been profitable on the next job, but you take enough off so that they give you the check today and so now you've just pushed the problem, kicked the problem down the road from yep. the job you're on to the job you're, you're going to next, but you've got irate, uh, customers, you've got increasing pressure, just that pressure, pressure, pressure of yep. what to do and when to do it and how to do it. And everybody wants you and, and every call you gets negative and it just builds up and builds up and builds up. And, and the point I make is you have to stop it. You have to stop it. The death spiral is a spiral and you will crack and, and burn when say crash and burn. And you might wind up on one of those news in your corner TV shows where they're interviewing the little old lady and they took my money and I've never seen him since. Well, some of those guys are crooks, but I also, when you see that you, I can pretty well guess what happened. They got caught in the death spiral, yep. couldn't get out and finally just bail. So you wind up in TV and you wind up in court. I think what makes that spiral spin is it, it's the, the doing of it's your own doing that causes yeah. you to into that. Yeah. But what really gains the traction of that is that you are living multiple lives, right? You've got, you know, this, your employees that think that you're at this level and that you're running the company and you're the big shot and all that stuff. And you're trying to maintain that, you know, macho, whatever perspective with them, then you've got the client who trusts you and sees you as the expert and that you're going to complete it. And you've given them promises and deadlines and all this stuff, and you've taken their money. Uh, then you've got your suppliers who, you know, want your money and they want to keep giving you materials because they want to keep selling to you. And you've got this rapport with them, like, Hey, it's coming, you know, that you, you've got an excuse every time and you've got to try to make that excuse seem real. And then you're going on to the next, you know, you're at the, you're with your family and they want to spend gonna, time with you. I say that's, you, you almost left that one out or I thought you were going to No your family because they know what's going on. They know what's going you're on. Up at two in the morning mm -hmm. trying to figure your way out. Uh, they know that you're not sleeping. And then your anymore. friends want to hang out and go out to dinner and do these activities and you don't have the money to do it, but you want to be friends with them still. And so you go do it. And all of these identities that you're trying to maintain that are really a fragment of your imagination or a figment of your imag imagination and a fragment, and a fragment. You, a have other, of you have other parts of your imagination, <laughs> as well. a figment of your imagination that you're trying to maintain. And it causes you to stress because you're having to live a lie. And that's where the spiral, I think really picks up speed is the lies and the lies and the well, lies. The, the, um, the mechanics of it, you're correct, but the mechanics of it are you have bad judgment and you're negotiating from a position of desperation, whether you're dealing with current customers or, or new customers. And 
So you make concessions, you make bad decisions mm -hmm. and it makes it worse because you're not getting your way. You're, you're not working your way out. You're working your way further in. What, where does it, I mean, obviously that's where, but where does it really start? Those are all right. things, but like, what, like, what's a really like easy way for it to just start kicking in slowly? Well, the, the glad, glad you brought that up because that's really important. First of all, our listeners, many of them are in or have been in the desk park. Mm -hmm. I would say all of them know what we're talking about. Okay. <laughs> There's, there are some out there who would never let it happen to them. And I tip my hat to them and, yep. and so on, but it's really, it's, it's rampant. I yeah. see lots of people who are in it or on the verge of going in and on the verge of making decisions that will take them in. And this doesn't, this doesn't have to be just the one shop guy or no, no, it can be no hundred no, million dollar companies. $23 million company is one of my examples that I'm not going to mention, um, <laughs> in, yeah. uh, in a local city. <laughs> um, no, they, yeah. they're, they're, matter of fact, they're, they're, I don't think they're coming out, but, uh, yeah. But where does it start? Well, there are a lot of reasons that could have tripped it off first. Maybe you didn't get paid by a customer or something, or maybe you had an accident or some, or a key person quit, but, but ultimately if you're in the spiral, it means you have been losing money. Okay. Just to cover all the bases. Maybe you made a lot of money, but you took it and spent it on an RV or something. But <laughs> basically it means you're losing money. That's how it starts. And, uh, it, that, that's where it has to, has to, uh, fixing it has to start. But what I say is it starts, you're in the spiral. There are four reasons for it. One is you're losing money because you miss bid jobs. Right. Two, you're losing money because of mistakes, mm -hmm. right? You're losing money because you don't manage your payroll. And we'll talk about all these individually. Yep. Or you're losing money because of concessions to customers, either current customers or the customers you're trying to sell the next jobs to. Yeah. Those are the four things and I go through it with clients who I have two that are in the spiral right now. I think I already said, it. yep. I think they're going to make their way out, but we have to examine those four areas. Yeah. And, um, it, it starts with bidding properly, mm -hmm. right? We've how many episodes do we have on that? How would you, how do you bid properly? Yeah. I mean, right. Yeah. Well, you have to know your costs. You have to know the difference between a margin and a markup. You have to know how much you have to sell every month to pay your overhead and to pay your debt service. You your have to know even. those things. Your break even that we talk about all the time. And you have to have good books because at the end of the day, you need to look down there and say, did I make money? You, because you, to get out of the spiral, you have to make money. You have to make If you're not making money. Well, right. But <laughs> that's why I'm, your great point. Yeah. You need the cash, but even if you don't have the cash yet, because it's tied up in final payments and stuff, you have to be able to look at your accrual based books and say, oh, I made $20,000 last month. Right. Because if it accrual based proper books tell you you lost 20,000 last month, You're no, no amount of accounts receivable coming in are going to correct for that. So you, you have to correct your bidding and we can talk more and more about that. And we have all the time, but the second thing is mistakes. Mm -hmm. And the thing about this is mistakes on the job. Right. Not necessarily mistakes bidding, but that's a mistake too. But mistakes cost you twice, right? Yeah. People understand that I think, but you have to be really aware of it. They cost you twice. They cost you the cost of redoing the job, mm -hmm. but they also cost you what you could have made 
if you were doing a new job. If, you had, if you're using that time when right. to redo it on the actual Right. You only have so much capacity. And right. If you're in the spa, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. Right? So you, you have to minimize mistakes. So, Khalil, what causes mistakes? A lot of different things cause mistakes, but on the job, it's lack of systems, it's lack of direction, it's lack of clarity, it's lack right. of simplicity. I, mean, I put that just... in, in one word. You're, you're exactly right. Focus. Focus. Right? Sure. You have to focus on the job. Somebody does. Yep. Right? And so if you're out chasing the next check or placating a, a irate customer at another job and you send the guys over to the job mm -hmm. and nobody's watching them, maybe you've got really good guys, but no, I mean, I just see it all the time. We didn't tarp it and it rained and you have to redo the whole thing, right? Or the subs came in and nobody was there from your company or PM wasn't, project manager wasn't there. And they, this literally happened in the last month. They poured concrete decking over all the conduit and everything without the wires pulled through, right? <laughs> and, and in one place, the wires are coming through the concrete, but the conduit that should stick above the concrete decking aren't there. So the wires are concreted in. Oh, well, man. there's a $12,000 deal, knock all that in. Or you've got leaks beneath the pipe and you, yeah. anyway, it's, so it, it just compounds. So instead of getting out of the hole by chasing, you just created another problem that puts you further in the hole. So and that spiral gets tighter. The spiral gets tighter. And so mi misbidding mistakes. And then the third thing I labor costs, we're talking about labor costs and if you've been in business for any time, you know that labor is an issue. So let's just say that you are a capable bidder and you do know your costs. And, uh, we'll talk about courage here a little bit, but you do, you do bid something properly and you are really good. And you know exactly how many labor hours it's going to take to do that job and you bid it. But what you don't do is all the unproductive hours. I've got one client right now that I just went Pompeii. He's got one guy who starts the day by driving about 35 miles, man, it's about 30 miles, one way to pick up another guy who doesn't have a driver's license to bring him back. And then he takes him home. So that's four man hours a day doing nothing because a guy had that fits really a pet peeve with me. If guys don't have a driver's license, they got to call Uber, right? Yeah. I mean, there's solutions. Unless they're Albert take Einstein the bus. or something, but yeah, figure it out. So that's just an example, but going to the parts house, Shifting guys, pulling off this job to go finish the last job. There's a transit time. There's the lost wages one. They're on the, anyway, there's slippage in labor and mm -hmm. everybody listening knows exactly what I'm talking. Mm -hmm. So you bid this job with a perfect amount of labor. It's going to take 750 man hours and you're right, but it took 750 man hours of labor that wasn't allocated to a job because it was Jack and Array. Yeah. So you. Mike Andes talks about that in our P for P. It's the biggest, most difficult, uncontrollable cost. Yep. Right. The things that you buy kind of, you know, we we're in supply chain and all that, but they cost what they cost. And yeah, yeah, you, you can understand that in advance, but that labor is a bad one. So we've got misbids, mistakes, labor costs, and concessions. Yeah. In the concessions <laughs> are the, the worst part. That's where you got to grow up here. Yep. Right. Well, you have to grow a pair with the labor too. I mean, well, you, you've well, got you to grow a pair to do this whole thing. Sure. Right. And that's why, well, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but you got to have a reason you want out and mm -hmm. pain and suffering is a good reason, but you have to have a reason want out and you have to know that it is a dead end. It is a dead end, not just might be, 
not just could be, it is a dead end. You have to get out. So the concessions come up. I'll, I'll give you an example. I have um, one contractor who digs holes, okay? <laughs> he charges to dig. He, he knows who he is, <laughs> he, and he listens to this. But he digs holes. That's one of the things he does. So when he started out, and here even pretty recently, he's digging some holes, and he encounters some things. Sewer lines, water mains, gas lines. Sprinklers. And, well, sprinklers. Yeah, that, they hit that in the first two inches, <laughs> four inches, because that guy didn't put them in right. Well, anyway, so the customer stand out there and said, you told me this was a turnkey hole. Yeah. No, I'm not spending $24,000 relocating the city's utilities and the gas line and everything else. I'm, well, you told me it was turnkey. Well, okay. No, not well, okay. <laughs> The contract didn't say I wouldn't do it, but the contract didn't, didn't say, say I would. would. You yep. have you have to do that. Yeah, and that that happens. And the more pressure you're under to get the check or to get the final payment on that last job or the next payment, and the more stress you're under and just chaos going in your mind and people calling you all the time, you are negotiating from a position of desperation and that compounds itself. Yeah. Right? And then there are concessions. So that's concessions on existing work. There are concessions on the new work. You really need that check. It's mm -hmm. $25,000 down payment. And they're waffling a little bit. Well, I got, got my wife and I got to think about it, or my husband and I got to think about it. I'm pretty sure we'll do it. But look, I'll give you 10% off if you give me a check today. Yep. That's you from profitability to into a loss. And that's if everything goes well. Yep. So you have to correct those things. And it, it begins in all areas. Uh, the concessions can begin this afternoon. You're not going to do it. You're driving to do a bid and you have to listen to this. You're not doing it. Don't do it. You know what you got to have if you've done, if you've done your bids properly, you know what you have to have in order to make a profit. Yeah. You can't give it away. Yeah, for okay? sure. The mistakes, you got the mistakes you got. Well, on that, on that subject. What, what you pointed out was it's a lack of focus that leads to mistakes. Absolutely. Right. Lack of your focus on paying attention to that job. You, the way out of making mistakes is that you focus on a job and you are there or your project manager, if you've got one, are there when the subs show up, you tarp it when you leave so it doesn't cave in on you. Do whatever you have to do and get that stinking job done. Because with my clients, I talk about all these haunting jobs from the past that are running on forever. I call them legacy jobs. Mm -hmm. And they're wiping you out where you got to get one done. And the other 14 that you have that are calling you all the time because you said, you said, you said, you said, <laughs> you got to take it. That's where their cojones come in. Yeah. But you got one done and then go to the next one and get it done. And in the meantime, you still got to do bids and all that, but that's what you have to do. Yeah. Right? And you've got to put in the extra work. I think. The reality is two things. When you have all of this stress from the death spiral, you, you really want a quick way out. That's what, that's what you're thinking in your mind. Like there's an easy fix and you look for the easy fixes like, oh, I'm going to do this oddball job to, you know, make extra money, or I'm going to just discount it here. And you, you look for these easy temporary fixes, but it's not what you, the, what you got to get into this position in the first place were not easy fixes. Right. They were very challenging things that got you here, uncomfortable things that put you in this position. Just like with 
you know, weight loss. You put on the weight and it took time to put on that weight. It's not like you just had one burger and a milkshake and all of a sudden you gained 50 pounds. It's because you ate that every single day and now you're 50 pounds overweight. You want to get rid of the weight? It's not just going to be a day. You've, you've got to put in the work and the same thing's happening with the desperate. If you want to get out of it, you're going to be uncomfortable. You're going to have to go through pain and discomfort and extra hours and courage and saying no to people and losing relationships it's and all these things what okay i was going to say it's the only way but i laughingly have to point out you can go back i do have a couple of people who got bailed out by eidl money that's very true and it's like oh my god but But did they learn no because if you did it well one guy i'm we're working on it okay i have a guy who got eidl money and going praise the lord right and i think he's getting his lesson but you need to learn. Otherwise, that EIDL money's gone, and now you owe another half million dollars on top of what you owe everybody else. And by the way, the government's probably going to collect. I don't know how. Yeah. I don't know if you can discharge that in bankruptcy or not. But, but anyway, that, that's a great point. Yeah. Do you want a quick way out? And I tell you, I have started companies, and I really haven't been deeply in the death spiral in the past, but kind of headed that way. And my clients and people, maybe just in conversation, well, how did you do it? How'd you get it? How'd you do it? And my honest answer is, I don't know. I it's don't not, know it's that, because I don't it's know not the particulars one of it. Well, it's these things of, yeah, of but, miss biz mistakes and labor costs, but the particulars of, did I get a check in time to get this one so that that guy didn't sue me so I can go to the next one? You know, those particulars are, are going to be what they are. But they're fuzzy because there's so much that you have to do. Right. And while we've boiled it down to these four things, those are huge areas. Right. Like it, that's a lot to deal with. How many different types of concessions can you make on a daily right. basis with your customers? Like dozens. Right. And so it, it, I mean, it's fuzzy and it's hard to know exactly what it is because there's so much that you have to do. And it's more than anything. It's just the mindset yeah. of I'm on this path of getting out of this. And I have to say no to this, yeah. this, and this, I think. The reason why I would, I would argue that a majority of the death spirals start because there's good intentions of trying to grow, trying to, to go into a new service area or add another service, uh, tap into a new market, whatever it might be. You have these ambitions of, I'm going to be a good <laughs> business person or, a, right. you know, I'm going to get sales. Um, yeah. And we've been all over that. Yeah. Sales I'm going to grow. I, you know, you have these, these ambitions. And that's what starts the death spiral is that you get in over your head. You don't seek proper counsel. You don't have experience in it. You don't, you know, have a coach that's guiding you through it, or, uh, you haven't, you know, double checked your numbers and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, for, for example, it's probably something where you take on that job that, you know, you go and you try to bid it because you're like, I want to try doing this. I think we can do that as a company, as a team. We have the the manpower, we've got the brains, we'll figure it out. And your bid is actually misbid. And then it's a new job. So you're making mistakes because you've never done it before and you don't have the crew on there. And then because it, you're trying to tap into this market and you've, you've never really done it before, you make concessions to try to make the project go well and stay in good rapport with the person you're doing the project for. And to, when you make those concessions, you have to overhire to be able to actually provide yeah, on some of those everything, things. Everything compounds. It, it compounds. And so that's usually where it starts in that one job. 
it actually, you, you complete it and you're like, Hey, we did it. Now we can go do another one. Or like, I feel so much better about the next one. Let's go do it. You know, or Hey, we've got to pay this. It, it just starts from there essentially. And so I, I think that's something that you have to realize is that if you can keep it simple rather than going in, when you're going into these, these new endeavors, these ambitious efforts to grow, to enter a new market, whatever it is, if you can, this more simple, you can keep it, the more manageable it will be more likely that you'll have success, but always make sure that you're getting another opinion, you're following the guidance of somebody else and that you're doing your proper due diligence to be able to execute that because you don't want to end up in that death spiral. And give your time, your, yourself time to reflect after one of these jobs and ask, hey, what went wrong? Like, did, don't just say, oh, we did it, we got it done. No, like really ask yourself, was it worth the extra stress? Some people are probably better off not growing than they are growing, right? Probably most. Probably most. <laughs> or growing in, in, the, in the proper field, you know, yeah. not, not doing everything. And also check, I, I saw this, uh, you can tell a lot by a business owner if you ask them uh, about their business, like how big are you? If they answer in terms of team members, revenue, sales, or, or uh, profit, um, or locations. Mm -hmm. And it says a lot about what their drive is, where their goals are, what mm -hmm. their ambitions are, and what they're trying to achieve. Uh, if they're based off team member, they're trying to grow in size. They're probably spending more on labor than they that's should a, be. That's a really good point. If yeah. it's sales, they're probably not having they're the right margins. Yeah. If it's profit, then they're probably doing something right, but they also could be, you know, cutting corners on things, things like that. Well, it could be uh, suffering care. Exactly. Issues. Exactly. So there's, there's always something <clears throat> and it tells you what their problems probably are and all that stuff. And so anyway, so we can, we can start on all of, all of these things today. I mean, you, you've got a job going today, make sure you don't make another mistake. I mean, I get these calls. We talk about mistakes and we mm -hmm. list them and how we're going to get out of them. And literally I'll get a call again and well, we screwed, we had another screw up today. We are just going, oh my God. We're not even knocking one on and replacing it with a new one. A lot of times we're adding a new one before we fix the old one. Yeah. And we just, it has to stop. Well, it, I think sometimes they have that, they change that mindset. They realize, oh, wow, I'm in the death spiral. And this might happen to you if you're listening. You're in the death spiral and you're like, man, I'm in this and I need to get out. And you have this mindset shift. And for the whole day, you're like getting focused. You're like, okay, I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to stop doing this. The problem is you're still in the spiral. You haven't gotten out yet. Even though your mind might be out of it and on the way out of it, you're still in the spiral. Mistakes are still going to happen. You, you, you still quoted these jobs that they didn't sign off on yet, but now they signed off, you know, yeah. it, it's still going to happen and it's going to take time to get out of it. It's not just because in your mind, you're trying to get out of it, that everything's going to start falling in place. No, it's, it's never easy unless the government gives you a half million dollars or <laughs> four. I got another place got 3.2 million. They weren't in the death spiral, but yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that something like that could happen, but, but that's an accident. And mm -hmm. it's hard to, uh, hard to thrive by accident. Yeah. So it's these, these four areas and you need to start today. I mean, uh, in the miss bidding, I've got a, speaking about a blog, <laughs> uh, I was reading them the other day. I've got a series called intentional bidding on my website under resources articles. I don't know. They're maybe a year old, but there's one, two, three, four. Mm -hmm. And we'll link to all those in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. We'll link to. Intentional bidding part one, two, three, four. And I tell you, 
it's work to understand. I reread them. You know, I'm, I love that stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm rereading them. I go, man, you know, if I'm not sitting there talking to somebody about it, uh, they may not like, it. and it's, it's work to understand, but it is the only way you or somebody in your organization needs to understand mm. and do it. Otherwise you're, you're just dreaming. And this came up last week. Guy came in bidding a new type of project. He's a guy I work with. I'm real familiar with this type of project. I used to bid on myself uh, 20 years ago. So I'm looking at it and he goes, I figure $1,200 per unit. I go, where the hell did you get that? Well, it's about $600 for you. And I go, what's your cost? What's your material cost? What's your labor cost? What's your equipment rental cost? You know, what? Well, I don't know. I said, well, don't ask me. $1,200 for you, it might be a really good price. Might be $2,400 underwater. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And he actually did that job and, he, and I found out he doesn't know it, but he's probably going to get it. Um, I know it because the, the people wanted the bid called me and asked about it. I I hope it's good. I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, it, and this is a growing company. It's in the millions and doing well. And I mean, apparently doing well. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I don't know. Man. I don't know. So crazy. So that's not good enough. So well, read those articles or call Khalil or me. Yeah. You know, you can schedule 20 minute free time. We'll talk about it. You know, if you need somebody to help you out of it and, and grow a pair. Absolutely. Absolutely. Today. Just say yeah. no to the next demand. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyway. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the death spiral. Um, or the discussion of it. The discussion of it. You I, will I not think enjoy the death spiral. If, if you know someone that needs to hear this, send it to them. Um, if you ever want to chat about these kinds of things, Martin and I are, are always available and uh, would love to chat with you guys as a part of our audience. We thank you for listening. Share this out uh, on social media, Instagram, on YouTube, on Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever you, uh, you're, you're active on social media and let us know how we're doing. Send us an email if you like this, this content, but yeah, thanks for another short episode, Martin. And, uh, we'll hope that you guys, short was it? it wasn't too short, was it? <laughs> Anyways, uh, we hope that you guys have, uh, less stress, more time and more money in your business. Thanks. Hey, Cashflow Contractors. Thanks for listening to that episode on the contractor death spiral. We hope you enjoyed it and want to ask if there's any of you that are familiar with the, the contractor death spiral, if you're in it right now or you know somebody that needs to get out of it, uh, you can reach out to us. We have some links down in the show notes to schedule a 20-minute meeting with either myself or with Martin on just getting some advice and telling us a little bit about your situation and maybe giving you some clarity on what you might be able to do. We'd love to hear from you. If you like this episode, please Go and share it with anybody that you know. And then also inside of Spotify, if you're listening on there or on Apple, go and leave us a five-star review if you enjoy this podcast. Give us feedback anytime. You can send us an email through the show notes as well. We'd love to hear from you. And as always, thank you for listening to the, to the Cashflow Contractor. We hope that you're finding less stress, more time, and more money.